Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jacqueline. And we're back here in the book cave um, for another exciting discussion of um, a great book, actually. Um, Just wanted to let you all know that... um, we don't have Moose, the dog mascot. He's upstairs. Well, we don't have our little Grace, the cat, either. We had to put her down a couple weeks ago. So it's a little sad around here. Usually she sits on the couch across from us. But uh, <laughs> so down to a dog now. Just thought I'd share that with you all. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. I don't even sandy. like cats, but Grace was nice. She was. <laughs> She'd just peek her head out from her little blanket cave. But yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's well. good. That's I'm sorry good. to hear that. She was 18 years old. Had no idea. Wow. I know. How did you find that out? They told me. I thought she was like 13. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they were like, I feel like that's your second long-lived cat. Is that Drew? Well, Elvis, which is her brother, uh, died two years ago, so he was 16. Yeah. yeah. You guys take good care of your pets. Yeah, apparently. Oh, well. Rest <laughs> yeah, so, in peace, Grace. Yeah. She's up there with Elvis somewhere. So, anyway, we are here talking about... Um, the Santa Suit. It's by Mary Kate Andrews. Um, this was actually, it's it's a little short novella. It's like 162 pages. Quick read, just in time for the holidays. Um, very sweet, almost like a Hallmark movie. It's the, <laughs> I mean, I could Felt just, like the script for a Hallmark I could movie. just picture the small little town and all that kind of stuff. But this is the story of Ivy, Ivy Perkins, uh, who purchased an 106-year-old farm called Four Roses, sight unseen. So when she uh, arrives to pick up the keys, uh, she's a little taken aback by what she sees because the photos of the house that she fell in love with and purchased sight unseen were actually taken during the summer. Yeah. And so now it's like November, December, middle of winter. And, you know, she doesn't see the hollyhocks, the pink roses, the blue hydrangeas or anything like that. She just sees like a rundown porch that's sagging and window panes that are missing and just a lot of stuff and uh, that she wasn't uh, prepared to see. So anyway, this is a story of her and her life as she makes her uh, foray into the small town, the small Hallmark movie set yes. town, <laughs> basically. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So we decided to do a Christmas book this time because we're coming into the holiday season. We haven't done a holiday book yet on this podcast, so it felt like new territory for us. But the only logical drink to go with a Christmas story was eggnog. That's so true. that's our cocktail for today. But I do have a story about this eggnog. <laughs> today, I'm drinking mine spiked with the Old Smoky peanut butter whiskey. Um, and it's working. I, I like mine. Um, Kelly has spiced rum in hers. And I, based on the look on her face right it's now, it's, it's working for her. Um, but it's I have also to... topped with whipped cream. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> that makes everything better. Which is great. But I do have to tell you that... In a, in a weird moment for me, I thought 
I would really do this right and make the eggnog from scratch. You know, when she told me, I thought, wow, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it didn't sound that hard. <laughs> and it turned out it's harder than you think it is. So I used a recipe that I found in um, the Crew Oyster Bar from Nantucket. It's Crew Oyster Bar Nantucket cookbook, savoring four seasons of the good life. And I found this in my library. Um, they have the cookbook is broken down by seasons of the year and they have a special section dedicated to winter stro- I'm sorry Christmas stroll and since I'm like all things Nantucket obsessed right now as we're preparing right. to go <laughs> right. I couldn't help but you know do- right. like get into this section and I thought oh good well they have cocktails listed in here it's gonna be great they have a recipe for eggnog and I read through it and I was like how hard can this be it's like milk and cream and eggs and nutmeg and like this is gonna be a piece of cake <laughs> and what, it, <laughs> what turned out <laughs> Is that I actually, I made a really nice version of what looks like an egg pudding. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it does. It looks like. It does. So we are not, in fact, drinking my homemade attempt, but instead are using a Guernsey dairy backup from our local <laughs> grocery store. But the um, the effort that goes into eggnog uh, was misleading by the, by the length of recipe on this page. Now, this is not crew oyster bars fall in the least. I clearly messed up the section dedicated to how you incorporate the egg yolks into this hot drink. And I'm pretty sure that I cooked them despite my best efforts not to do that. So it sort of looks like the pieces of egg that are in like a fried rice, which is not appealing at all. No, not at all. I'm going to bravely share an image of (laughs) of my egg creation on the the blog with this post. But um, if you're going to make eggnog, really, really make sure that you're following the recipe and... um, and which I thought I did, but you have to be careful with the yolks and the hot liquid because it can turn on you in a second. And that is what happened at my house. So um, so we're glad to have the Guernsey Dairy backup. But the uh, the fail story for the eggnog was it, it was one of those things where last night after I was making it for today and it went sideways. I just like walked out of the kitchen. <laughs> she actually sent I'm me. I'm done a, now. She sent me a video of of her stirring it in the pot and she's like <laughs> you know this is what it looks like and I thought well that looks nice I mean it, it looks like eggnog it's supposed to be thick like that and then she arrives today with it and it looks like curdled yeah <laughs> and I'm like and I'm a, I'm a texture person and there's just no way I'm gonna put that lumpy <laughs> stuff in my mouth not even with rum <laughs> not even with rum no but you know I give her I give her credit for trying so. Well, thanks. Uh, this is just further proof that, like, kitchen work is not my for- it's not my strong suit. I'm, I'm not good at baking. I'm a decent cook, but really, like that, because there's no measuring in cooking. You can just like sort of wing it. Baking and right. creating things like eggnog take far too much precise measurement and like carefully. Like, if you mess up one step of these instructions because the description reads light and fluffy, and you decide. That seems right. <laughs> right. It's not going to work. Maybe I could use that to fill the cracks in the drywall Maybe. in the garage. I, ooh, it's, it's, not a nice, it's not a nice look for a drink, for sure. I'm going to um, paint over it. That would be okay. It probably would work. Um, but I, yeah, I've never been very much of a baker. I'm not a very good uh, precision chef. So this lesson learned. It was fun to try, but... That might be my first and last effort at Agnar. I think you're going to have to try it again sometime just to see what you did it wrong. <laughs> but people like Guernsey do it so well. Well, they do. 
They do. So anyway, so our cocktail today is spiked eggnog to go with our Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into too much about the Santa suit, what are you reading now? Um, I'm just about ready to start because, again, it's uh, November, so I'm getting into the holiday season. So I'm about to start uh, Ellen Hildebrand's Winter Street series, <gasps> the first one. I have not read those oh, yet. Oh, you're in for a treat. Oh, see? Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. See? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm about to start. Okay. And that's really all I have time for okay. right now. I am reading Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune, who also wrote The House on the Cerulean Sea, which I oh, adored. Okay. But that I listened to. This one I have the physical copy and I'm just into it, but um I'm excited. I hope it's as I hope it's as good as um the the other one I read, the The House in the Cerulean Sea. And then just yesterday, I'm so happy. Not yes, yesterday, my copy or my hold for the Lincoln Highway came in. Oh, so I'm very okay. excited to get into that yeah. one. It's gonna be a week or so before I can get get into it, but um I'm excited to read that because I loved the rules of civility and I loved a gentleman in Moscow. So I'm hoping this one holds up. I heard it was really good. I hope so. So, so, okay. So we've covered the drink. We've covered what we're reading now. Are we ready to do spoilers? We are. Okay. So three, two, one, spoiler alert. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So like we said, this is like the epitome of a Hallmark movie. I mean, it had Mm -hmm. all, all of the... Uh, Hallmarks. Hallmarks, exactly. <laughs> you know, the quirky characters, the, of course, love story, the, um, yeah, it was just such a sweet story. Um, so Ivy is actually, she's arriving in, and I don't even remember the name of the town, do you? I don't know, some Hallmark town. Yeah, <laughs> I'm go, sure they're going. all the same. I'll find it. So she's, you know, coming from the big city to this small town, and she's been recently divorced, um, and it wasn't a... Uh, a good divorce. Well, it was a good divorce, but it wasn't a good circumstance around the divorce. Like, pretty sure he was having an affair. Um, yes, her husband was having an with affair with a friend of hers. Yes, with her with her best friend, I believe. Um, so, um, so she packs up and uh, moves to this small little town, um, and it's out in the, she her farm. It's a farmhouse that is out in the country, and uh, she brings with her a dog and some chickens, some baby <laughs> chicks. <laughs> In a box, the baby checks. Yes. The baby checks in a box, um, because it's a farm, and she wants, you know, she wants to have all the things that a farm has, right? So the fo- the farm is actually called the Four Roses Farm, and it's named after the former owners Bob, Betty Ray, Sandy, and Emily Rose. That's how you get Four Roses Farm. Right. There were four of them, right? Not Four Rose Bushes, which is what <laughs> Ivy thought when she got there, oh, right? <laughs> so. Um, while she's uh, unpacking and getting things, she finds, uh, the, you know, there's furniture that was left from uh, the previous owners. Like, it's just full of furniture and stuff, and there's clothes in the closet and all kinds of stuff. And so, um, as she's digging around and finding things, she finds a box up in the top of the closet. And inside that box is a beautifully tailored, luxurious garment made out of real velvet with white fur trim lined in satin. And it happens that Bob Rose, the owner, previous owner of the farmhouse, um, he played Santa every year, and that was his Santa suit. So, um, and then she ends up finding, as she's looking at it and going through it, she finds a note 
in the Santa suit pocket from long ago. It's a Dear Santa note from a girl named Carletta who's asking Santa to bring her father home from the war. So that's kind of how uh, her quest is to find out if Carletta's father ever made it home from the war. And um, so she is, you know, as she gets, uh, she starts asking questions around the uh, people that live in the town to see if they know anything about it. Right? Yes. And she, this is a nice device for her to be able to make some new friends in her town. Tarburton is the name of it. Tarburton. Yes, I had to I look it up. I would never have. No, I didn't remember that. <laughs> Tarburton is the name Snowy of the Lane town. is what I was right? thinking. You know? <laughs> so when she, so when, right, so when she gets to this farmhouse that she's purchased without ever having seen it in person, and you, what you did forget to mention is the hot realtor. Oh, right. I did forget to mention So Ezra is, Ezra. The, is the very nice looking realtor who has sold her the farm and but also served as like the welcoming committee and was like trying to kind of help her settle. The locks on the doors are tricky. The heating system is a little bit weird. As you mentioned, there were missing window panes. <laughs> and so but yeah, due to the... Um, the way with which her ex-husband treated her, she's very reluctant, I think, to accept any assistance from this yes. stranger who also happens to be a nice looking man, but uh, must accept it later because otherwise <laughs> she's going to be she's stuck there. Gonna, right. So he helps her make arrangements to have all the furniture taken out. He helps her figure out how to get some warmth going in the house. And he knows I have to I have to go back and check this. He was with her when she found the suit. I believe he was. But not when she found the note. Correct. Okay. Yes. Because, and I th- I can say this now because it's, we're in the spoiler section, but I I forgot to go back and look, but as we got to the end of this book and we find out who, with the relationship between all these characters, I was like, wait a second, that's a really unique name for this child. How did he not put this together? But she never read him the note, just that there was a note. That is funny because I had that same thought. I'm thinking, wait a minute, how, right, wait a minute, how could um, he not know that he was, you know, a family member? Right. (laughs) I'm just going to say that for now. Um, But you're right. Now that, now that I think about that, you're right. He never, she never mentioned that, she never mentioned the note. So. No. And Ezra never once, um, like, tries to hide the fact that from the first moment he sees her that he's attracted to her. And that's also kind of the reason why he's doing all these nice things around her house. Right. He's not in any way like subtle about that. Right. Right. <laughs> he's not aggressive, but he's not it's clear. Like from I think with the first time he helps her like by replacing the front door lock or something and she yeah. gives him all the cake from the the um somebody brought her a cake. Yeah. yeah. And um He's like, well, for starters, you could thank me by letting me take you to dinner. Like, it was a very weird for like segue, <laughs> but he was. was forward about it. Yes. He, I think that he was making his intentions to date her known from the from the early moments. I, you know, it's sometimes I felt that um, because it was only 162 pages, you couldn't develop 100 <laughs> percent the relationship or more. You just had to go boom, boom, boom. Yep. Right. So. And in did you read the author acknowledgments at the end? At the very end? I think so. I so Mary Kay Andrews wrote this book 
it was her second book during the pandemic and it was a secret. She never even told anyone oh, she yes. was writing it. And I think that there just wasn't like it didn't take a lot of time to develop the story. Right. She had this like germ of an idea. She ran it by her writing group, the Friends and Fiction group on Facebook um, and just sort of like rolled it out because what else was anyone going to do while well, they were locked up at home? Well, so. she was probably watching Hallmark movies at home, too. And <laughs> Just this guess. was very much very I, I like to think of myself as a connoisseur of the Hallmark movies I mean there's a there's the you know the festival the winter oh, yeah. festival where the whole it, town comes out and, it checked you know, all the boxes it's so much yep. did a yeah. little bit of a mystery yeah it was good but it was cute it oh was, absolutely yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it absolutely um so yeah, she said she was never planning to write the second book. She wrote this one as she was like she had this little idea while she was driving uh to Tybee Island, which is where she lives, and um and I think just like turned it out. So yeah, you're right. In this amount of pages, you're not gonna what in a regular Mary Kay Andrews book, what would take fifty or sixty pages to develop right. happened in a week. Right. In this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so but um, I just want to talk about um, the two young ones, and I cannot remember their names. Phoebe and, and Cody? Yeah, that's it. Yes. Holy cow. That was a... <laughs> like, this book needed any more drama. I know. So Phoebe is, what, what 18, 19, 20, somewhere in That's what early. I got. Yeah. yeah. A uh, young 20. adult. Yeah. And so she met somebody online named Cody, and he... Was in the military, army, maybe something, Air Force, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Anyway, but they've never actually met in person. So, of course, they were going to meet in person at the Christmas fest. Well, no, they were. So, actually, he proposed to her, even though they've never met. Yeah. They've yeah, decided yeah. to get married, even though they've never met in person, but they've had long conversations and right. online or on the phone or whatever. But they've never actually seen each other in person. Kind of so like Ivy in her house. Right. <laughs> so... So each of them had put up a, a fake picture of them. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, he is uh, bulky and in the picture. He's well built. Well built. Yep. And then she's this blonde that, which she's not. And then uh, she shows up to talk to Ivy one day and all of a sudden she is blonde. Yeah. And and Ivy's like, oh, you change your hair. And she's like, yeah, Cody's coming home. So I have to change my hair. <laughs> look a little more like this picture I posted. Right. So Which I think, if I remember correctly, she said was like a Swedish supermodel. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So she took a picture of a Swedish supermodel and he put, took a picture of this uh, big, muscular guy. Well, come to find out, of course, Phoebe's this brown haired person who, I mean, she was cute. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Cody happens to be this thin, lanky, no muscle uh, <laughs> whatsoever. And so... Um, yeah, it, of course it works out because right. it's the Hallmark movie, right. and they and they do they do meet under nor- normal circumstances. Two people who are gaslighting each other would <laughs> right. not be a strong story. No, but in here it worked. And in the end, though, they did decide that they weren't going to get married right away. That they were going to spend time dating and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Good so move. good move. But yeah, that was a pretty funny story. And then there was the nice part about Ivy helping another Hallmarky moment. <laughs> Uh, helping the struggling candy maker in town by offering oh, her services for, for free, free, which I, I, ex- I would have expected nothing less in a story like this. Right. But also, we kept hearing about how she was like mentally adding up all these repairs to this farmhouse, and 
so she was spending money as fast as she could get her hands on it. And but then she was like, I'm just you know what? I'm just going to give you this brand new website for free. And then just because I'm nice. Right. But also I have to replace 30 glass windows in my 100 year old <laughs> and, and the furnace. And I don't know how I'm going to do that. And fix the board. So and... there was that. I would have I actually what I would ha- I wish she had just written that Ivy had gotten some mega settlement from her husband. And then I would have stopped thinking about all of the money she wasn't making. <laughs> right. <laughs> she had just, yeah. you know, because I think in other MKA books, it's gone both ways. Right. People have gotten like nothing from their ex-husbands. Right. And people have been completely comfortable on right. their divorce settlements. And right. so I that's my own like hang up with I was like she keeps talking about all these things she needs to buy, but she's giving away all her work. But for free. okay, but in a Hallmark movie the money just magically appears. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you know, yep, there you go. Yep, yep. So you just have to suspend belief for oh, yeah. a little bit. And that's fine. I it's like a little bit early in the season for me to be fully <laughs> Fully into that mindset, but we're getting there. And this helped. This book helped right. for sure. So and then there's the relationship between Ivy and the uh, older man. Um so she finds an older gentleman who lives in town who turns out to be the father of Carlette. Yes. No. 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 He's father of the man but the the husband that went right. missing. Yes. Yes. Carlette's husband. Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, so she she doesn't know it at the... Oh, yes, she does. When she first meets him, she... Fi- That's wrong. Carletta's the little girl. Yes. It's Carlette's dad who yes. goes missing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so anyway, she, she finds out that, you know, he's the father of the man that went missing and then the grandfather of Carletta. And, um, and he doesn't know um, after the... Uh, Young man went missing. I cannot remember his name. It started with an E. I'll find it. Ethan? No. No. Um, anyway, um, once he went missing and never came back from the war, um, Carletta and her mom moved away, and her mom ended up remarrying. So he had, had he's never kept in contact with Carletta for a very long time and has no idea where she was. So um, there was that whole story. That was a sweet story, too. Um, and then it turns out, do we want to give the spoiler alert? Yeah. I mean, the the, the whole thing. So in another roundabout Hallmark way, <laughs> everything ties I up. Honestly, I can't believe I didn't see this coming pages <laughs> before. Uh, really? I was like shocked. Um, no, no, I, I, I was too. Okay. But I've watched so many, many Hallmark movies. I can't believe didn't I didn't predict this, half, this ending. So it turns out. That okay. Now let me get this straight here. So turns out that Ezra, who's the hot real estate agent, and his mother. So Ezra's mother turns out to be Carletta. Correct. Correct. Am I correct on that? Okay. I yes. just had to make sure because it was kind of a twist there. So Ezra's mother turns out to be Carletta, and um, and then of course Ezra is his great grand. No, his grandchild. Right. No, Carletta yes. is his grandchild. I'm I'm confused now. No, nope. <laughs> I'm confused. No. It's a big okay. story. Hold the eggnog. No, no. <laughs> no, it's such a. It's, it's not the eggnog. It's not. Okay. It's a confusing. No. So Carlette was the daughter of the man who went missing. Yes. So Lawrence Jones is the gentleman who still lives in town. Yes. It's his son yes. who has gone missing. Who is Carlette's dad? She's the granddaughter. 
of the man of the man man. yes the the one who still lives in town so ezra is his yes great grandson yes see and i it's funny because when you now that you say you when you say that like it was another twist i i did note while i was reading that it was weird that ezra kept referring to her as his broker like never by name well never but never like it's my mom or whatever he just kept saying well my broker my broker my broker and that felt intentional, but I didn't know why. Like, I was like, that's a weird way of phrasing it, but whatever. And I just sort of breezed past it. So it was, I was like, I got to the end and I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> right. I was too. <laughs> that's why. Because I did. You're right. I did have that thought. It's like, well, why doesn't he ever say a broker's name? Mm-hmm. Why does he just say my broker? You know? Like, is it a secret? Right. Like, I, you know, for and for a brief moment, I thought, oh, he's having an affair with the broker. So, or, or that's oh. his wife. I actually thought it was his wife. Oh, you went dark. I did. <laughs> <laughs> there always has to be a dark spot in a Hallmark movie. I'm just telling you, there's yeah. not, but there should be. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I I went to oh, this he's hiding something. Yeah, so so I was glad to know that it was his mother and not right. Not and then when like his mother, I was nefarious. like, Phew, you know, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. it was um, it was a fun story. It took me less than a couple of hours to make my way through this one. It was an easy read. Oh yeah, yeah, light holiday reading. Yep. Um, so. I read it. On a day, kind of like today, where it was like a little dreary outside, so it was a nice way to kill a couple of hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I if you are a fan of Mary Kay Andrews, this will not be unfamiliar to you. Right. This is the same style that we've come to expect from her. If you are new, I don't know that I would make this your first Mary Kay Andrews book. No. Um. No. I it's don't. like it's just like a little sampling of what her longer stories are. So read read the read the Blue Christmas. Read one of the earlier ones first. <laughs> um or Christmas Bliss or any of really any of the longer novels just to get a better feel for her writing style before you yeah. go straight to the novella. But but don't don't sleep on this one. It was cute. It was it was cute. Definitely yep. worth reading. And it's a great time to read it if you're in the mm-hmm. holiday season. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you the nice part about it is if you want to read it, there's probably not going to be a long list because it's fast. Right. <laughs> so if, you, if you're right. not going to buy it, so. you want to check it out from your library. It's it's going to be a fast waiting list because it's it only takes a little bit of time to read through this one. It's all over my Facebook reading groups right now. Yeah, my everybody's too. everybody's reading this one. So uh, for not being a planned effort, she did a pretty nice job getting it out and published for this year. And yeah, it's a nice little bright spot. She's got a good marketing. Have you seen all the marketing? Yeah. I mean, it's it was like yeah. almost um, too much. But man, she got it mm-hmm. all over the place. I mean, she's so like well known in publishing that it's not hard to to promote her stuff. You know, it's going to be consistently good. And I don't think anyone feels like they're taking a risk if they're right. pushing her writing. So now we're going to Nantucket. Our next author related bucket list <laughs> is Mary, one of Mary Kay Andrews like rental properties. We're gonna, right? Yeah, on Tybee Island. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah. We'll mm-hmm. see how we'll see how that plays out. That'll have to be maybe be like in another year. <laughs> She's got three of them now. That's right. They were still they were working on outfitting one when mm-hmm. COVID hit. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, yep. Anything else list. you want to say about the Santa suit? Nope. I I am good. I think it. Like okay. I said, it was. I oh, I just have to. There was one mention of. There was a lot of mention of candy in the. Yeah. Because of the candy, of the candy store, store and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. But did you catch the part um, about Peeps? I did, and I hate peeps. I love peeps. In the- <laughs> I hate peeps so much. 
And Ezra says that he loves Easter basket peeps. And I'm yeah. thinking, I only like peeps if they're stale, though. And then I like the holiday ones at, at Christmas time when they have the they're peppermint flavored and they have dark chocolate on the bottom. See, that might be okay. Oh, they're so Because I like peppermint bark is like one of my favorite they're holiday so treats. But I don't... I. The thing is, I should love Peeps. I should. I love marshmallow. They have to be stale, I, though. But they, I just, I can't with those candies for some reason. I'm just, yeah. they're no. they're they're an acquired taste. But I did want to try the peppermint whatever oh, the, dark chocolate yeah. peppery mint patties. Yeah, yeah. I, cause I I was imagining that these were um, like a bitter, like a dark, dark bitter chocolate, which. You know, the darker the better for right. me. Oh, I agree. The, le- the less sweet the chocolate is, the more I like it. Um, so I, yeah, I was a little sorry that we didn't get a recipe for that in here, but maybe that'll be in her next um, beach house. Yeah, because sometimes she does put a um, recipe in the back of her book. Yeah, not this time, but I'll forgive it because I think she was, they were working hard to get this one out. <laughs> right. And not a lot of time. So right. we'll let that one slide. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it did sort of put me in a holiday mood while I was reading it it was um I in an, in another Hallmark twist because there were this was not lacking in those um when she found the Mrs. Claus suit in the oh. attic first of all when she went into that attic I went straight back to Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires and I was like please don't dig through a pile of rags because oh ah. but, but when so she found funny. it and of course it's like it's not preserved and like in any way it's just in a box <laughs> upstairs and she put it on and I was like this is that magic moment like right. traveling pants where she put the suit on and, and it, it was, fits her perfectly like it was tailored for her and right. I thought well of course it did right because <laughs> wow well, we're not gonna have this play out any other way but I did you know I I admired her um for putting this costume on that everybody in the town knew like they all knew that Betty oh, Ray right. had worn it and what it looked like and whatever she didn't hesitate to put this thing on and go tromping around her new towns, like Town Square Christmas <laughs> Festival, with this costume on, where I'm sure she looked a tiny bit overdressed. Uh, well, not <laughs> she for did Christmas not care. stroll. I mean, I guess. And then, you know, of course, Ezra has on Bob's Santa suit. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's it's inevitable inevitable that they would, you well, know, eventually of course. they'd come together, yes. yes. But I, if she had, like, set out to be working as Mrs. Claus that night. I would it would have made total sense to me that she put it on. But she's just like, what am I gonna wear? Huh. All right. Put her on this velvet gown <laughs> that I found in the attic that doesn't need any repairs. Because it'll it's be totally warm. Fine. It'll be warm. Right. So but I have but this is it's a sure sign that this book will put you in a Christmas mood because it was like chipping away at my like jadedness the whole time <laughs> I was reading it. I was like, well no, this makes total sense that she'd be wearing this costume out right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's it was good. So pick it up, but not if it's your first Mary Kay Andrews book. That's my recommendation. Read one and then come back and right. read you this. Right, you have time to read one other one and then come back and read this yes. before the holiday before season. The, and it doesn't matter which one. She's got, I don't know, 40 or something. She's written a lot of books. Absolutely. And she's written not just under Mary Kay Andrews. She's got some other yeah. names. Tro- so. Kathy Trochuk, I think, is the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So read something else and then read this one because it is, it's just, it's like an appetizer. But it would be an av- like a second course, not an appetizer you would read <laughs> oh, before a first right, big book. Right. So, uh, so read something else, then read the Santa suit, and then keep going because her books are great. So, uh, next time, yep, uh, we will be doing holiday cooking. 
Yeah. Based on my outing with the eggnog, I can't wait. So we're going to choose a couple of cookbooks that we like and about round holiday cooking and uh, try some recipes out of there. And then, of course, we'll be sampling them with a cocktail. So because you never know. So um, cocktail will not be eggnog. I can promise you that. (laughs) At least not homemade eggnog. So, yeah. That's that's our next episode. All right. So between now and then, we hope you enjoy whatever you're reading. Stay warm if you're in the uh, winter season like we are. And we'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.